0: Six
1: geese a five gold no, rings, four calling birds, three French hens, two turtle doves, and a partridge in a pear tree. On
2: the tenth day of Christmas, my true love gave to me ten lords a leaping, nine ladies dancing, eight maids a milking, seven swans a swimming.
3: Episode 53 for December 2008. The Spider-Man Crawl Space Podcast is sponsored by MailOrderComics.com. They're an online leader in comic subscriptions, and they make a great Christmas present. They offer discounts of 38 up to 75% off the cover price of new comics. And with a struggling economy, every penny counts. So save a little bit of money and pick up some more books with these great discounts. An example this month is The Amazing Spider-Man number 585. The cover price is $2.99. Mail Order has it for 50% off and is selling it for $1.49. So check them out at mailordercomics.com and tell them the crawlspace sent you. Welcome back, webheads, to our Christmas show. We've got a panel that's definitely been naughty, but hopefully this year. Spider-San will overlook that. Let's get right to it. We've got Spider Girl, who's a reviewer on the site and also an administrator on our message board. Welcome back, SG.
1: Thank you, and I'm happy to announce that I was the winner of the first annual Wamor race, half mile Wamower race, so <laughs> if I've got to
3: go that far, I've got to, I usually drive, but congratulations. <laughs> Awesome. And we have uh, Kevin Cushing, the writer of the Spider Man Crawlspace webcomic and administrator on the board. Welcome, Kev.
4: Hello, everybody. Thank you very much. Good to be back and good to have the whole cast here again.
3: I know. It's been September. We just found out that since we've had all five of us together. And another key to the puzzle of the show is JR from SpideyKicksButt.com. JR, welcome.
0: Christmas. Bah, humbug. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Portraying Spider Scrooge is J.R. Fettinger. There you go. <laughs> and Spidey Dude from SpideyDude.com. He's also a reviewer of the soon to be canceled, I'm sad to say, Amazing Spider Girl title. <laughs> and he's broadcasting from Irving, Texas in a hotel waiting for a football game. So how's the hotel internet?
2: Uh tux. yeah. Tux.
3: That's why we have you on your cell
2: phone. <laughs> exactly. Well, actually, no. We can blame we can blame the the crappy laptop that I've had for two years that I've asked Santa for, but you know I don't know what one
3: get. One of it. my favorite podcasting moments is when we uh, tried to call Jr. in his
2: hotel room. That was, I think. know. Oh, <laughs> I was thinking of that when I when, I, when we walked in. I was thinking, well, at least we're not calling on the, uh, hotel, rooms, you know, the hotel room. So hotel
0: Jr. I thought that front desk lady was going to kill me that one time. Well. <laughs> They're 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 paid for their they're paid to be pleasant, so uh, I'm sure she was pleasant with you.
3: <laughs> Jr. just didn't get a mint on his pillow. That was it. Hey, anyway, <laughs> gang! Uh, as we said, it's Christmas time, so we're going to have some Christmas topics. But we always like to get the uh, the reviews out of the way. What we thought of the latest Spider Amazing Spider Man issue <laughs> out uh, in the last month. We've had Amazing Spider Man five seventy six, which wraps up the uh, the Hammerhead two parter from Joe Kelly. We've also got, uh, 577, which is a Punisher team up and 578 is, uh, Mark Wade's first issue. So let's, uh, tackle them in order. 576, uh, we had some, a lot of negative reviews, I thought, on the, uh, first part of that issue. And who should we talk to first? What do you think? Kevin, what do you think? 576.
4: What's your, well, uh, you think? I think. It wasn't as bad as part one just by virtue of the fact that the stinky homeless lady wasn't in it and there were no cybernetic hamsters or anything of that kind. Wow. Um, (laughs) It it didn't make me want to throw up in my mask like part one did. But it still wasn't good. I mean, it was the same story. If you read part one, you pretty much read part two. Um, There weren't any new ideas going on here. It, It was the, you know, Hammerhead trying to... Kill a crap load of kids and bring together all the gangs under Mr. Negative, which this kind of story's been told so many times, and as I mentioned last month, they're kind of screwed because the exact same plot is going on in the Robin comic over at DC, and it's better. So it it, it wasn't something that was so offensively bad that I wanted to stop reading comics like part one. <laughs> but it still a lot was people not took
3: exception to that comment too. On the message. Yeah. uh,
4: Well, yeah, somebody told me that I was too harsh on the first one, but, you know, the honest truth is that first page of part one made the thought run through my mind maybe I should just quit reading comics. So if I can't tell you the honest thoughts that the issues give me, then I may as well not review them. I'm sorry. (laughs) If that's too harsh for you, I apologize, but I'm not insulting. Well, I guess. In a way, I am insulting the writers. I try not to insult the people. Yeah. Because I have respect for the people. But when the work is not something I can enjoy, that's the whole point of a review. So, in the end, I did not think this was a very good story at all. I, I still don't really like the art. I think Chris Pachallo's art is kind of uh, confused, cluttered, and too hard to follow. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm also a fan of more realistic style art, and Chris Pachallo just simply isn't that style, so the style doesn't appeal to me.
3: Mm-hmm. But, what's your, so, what's your and, grade, what do you think?
4: My, my grade for this one would be a... I'm gonna give it a C minus all told. Uh, it wasn't it, it wasn't so bad as an F, but it wasn't a good comic. I mean, it was it was a generic story, and it ended. It basically gave us the same ending that the uh, short story in the Amazing Spider-Man extra gave us, where Hammerhead is being upgraded again. So we're setting up the same story a second time at the end of this, and that's just not a good place to end. So in the end, yes, my my cumulative grade is a C minus. I'd rather not read this again. <laughs>
3: Alright, Mr. Irving, Texas, what do you think?
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, it was, it was nearly okay. Uh, part one was, uh, like I, well, look, I'm going to bring back a, a infamous sound effect describing Bachalo's art. <gasps> okay, so, <laughs> you know, I mean, it was bad. I mean, it was beyond bad. You know, when we were, like, when we were describing our, the artists that were going to be in the so-called Brain Trust Artist Division, um, Machala was not high on my list. Again, he didn't do anything that ever impressed me, and he still didn't do anything that ever impressed me. It was it was so painful to look at, and it was so painful. I couldn't follow any of the story. It was it was very, it was too much, and, and his art is just terrible. Um, I feel bad because this was Joe Kelly's first story, and he got paired with a terrible artist. So his first impre- the first impressions of us
4: mm.
2: aren't very good. Uh, I mean, he, uh, I like the fact that they're trying to make, they, it's kind of hard, I'm sorry, it's kind of hard to make Hammerhead a badass. He's always going to be a joke because if you look at the old stories, he's, you know, he's always going to be that 20s monster guy that, you know, looks like he watched too many, too many movies or something. But, uh, you know, A, a for effort, but D for execution, and that's going to be my grade for the, for the book.
3: He's, uh, Tony Soprano with a steel plate.
2: It basically,
0: there
3: you go.
0: All right, uh, Jarrah, what do you think? Okay, I'm a little confused. Uh, is Hammer just does he just have mantium skull or does he have an adamantium skeleton? I think he's got a skeleton now. I think he, this is Hammerhead 2.0. Okay, because I was wondering how Spidey was able to break hip at the end if he's got an adamantium skeleton. Oh, it's like he. It seemed like Hammerhead went down way too easy, considering the, the thumping that he gave Spidey in the first part. Yeah. But uh beyond that, I mean I have to agree with the sentiments on the art. The art was just so bad, it just dist- it it was distracting. You couldn't enjoy the story for the art. And I don't understand why everybody's got this mad scientist hair. I mean it's it's all, everybody's got spiky <laughs> hair. And uh it, it looks like they just all woke up. You know, so I don't really, I don't really I don't <laughs> I really don't I mean Peter Parker looks partic- i mean looks particularly bad I mean when you look at when you look at Peter I mean he just he doesn't look like Peter Parker at all I mean I'm not sure what he looks like he's got this huge nose this spiky hair you know I'm, I'm trying to think a uh, uh, there's got to be some comedian or something that he looks like but uh, he doesn't look like Peter Parker um, the story's fairly ordinary I mean I didn't think it was bad uh, but I didn't think it was was good either because it's this it, it the fact that Hammerhead is trying to reunite or reunite the gangs under Mr. Negative just reminds us how the Mr. Negative plot hasn't been going anywhere for more than a year now, yeah. or for about a year now. So, I mean, it's just, uh, you know, he, he's just, for somebody who's supposed to be a, a new badass character, Mr. Negative is still just kind of hanging uh, hanging in the rafters and we're not going anywhere on this story. Plus, mm-hmm. uh, as has been four this this is nothing new. I mean the story of you know some badass trying to unite the gangs has been told before. So all in all it was very uh very, very ordinary story, um very unmemorable. Um I I expected a little bit more from Mr Kelly considering that I really liked uh, one of his uh, he one of his stints on Web Slinger several years ago. But uh oh I give the story a C, and I'd have to give the art a D minus, uh, only because uh my favorite uh for the F category is still Humberto Ramos. So, uh, so that, that's that's pretty well my assessment of uh, of this issue. Jar, we didn't hear
3: from you last month, but what did you think of that opening scene from the previous month? Uh, I, didn't where, I, yeah, uh, I didn't get it. Yeah, I didn't.
0: I didn't either. I mean, I just didn't understand what the point was. I mean, I didn't understand what the, you know, when I when I saw the Joker's, I thought. Uh, you know god is this batman beyond or something because uh, i mean it was
4: <laughs> yes. you know what was the point right. of the
0: jokers and they were after the they were after the cybernetic squirrel and, and i was thinking the thing that it reminded me of that um, uh oh who does that frank quietly is it we three where there's a where there's a, a dog and a cat and a rabbit all have cybernetic implants <laughs> and uh you know so that's what i was thinking of when i saw that that uh, that cybernetic hamster i didn't get it i mean i I, I, guess, I guess it was supposed to be just a nice little, little segue before the, the main story. But, uh, but, again, you know, if the art wasn't so bad, yeah. you know, I might have even been able to tolerate that. But the art was just awful, just mm-hmm. absolutely awful. I just don't get it. So, Sp- uh, Spider-Girl, what do you think?
1: Um, well, I guess before I go into this review, I had an epiphany when I was reading this issue. Uh, the very first page, I realized one of the reasons why I don't like the direction that Spider-Man is going to is that it's the stories aren't sticking with me. From month to month, I have to rely so heavily on the little blurb of what happened before, and that doesn't usually happen to me. I usually remember what's happened in the previous issue, but I cannot at all remember, so I have to read and- and and refresh my mind. I mean, it's been three months since I've read Iron Fist, and I still remember what happened, that issue that I last read. So I think that's the problem I have is that these stories are not memorable. I want to forget them. But (laughs) on to that issue. (laughs) Um I do, I agree with Kevin that I think it was a step up from the last issue. I didn't want to gag. Uh, the art is overwhelmingly confusing. I have to stare at it and figure out what is going on. And I think the writing, I think sometimes they're trying too hard to find the voice of Spider-Man. They have these little blurbs and then a little translation of what Spider-Man is saying. But I think they're just trying too hard and it's... It's not working out for them. Uh I think overall I would give it a C. I'm glad that story is done for now. Hopefully the next person that picks up a Hammerhead story will do better.
3: Yeah. All right. I'm going to give – I think I gave the last issue a, a D minus, I think, because I remember someone commenting that I can't ever give a Spider-Man comic an F, but yep. give, me t- <laughs> give me time. Give me time. I guarantee you I'll find something. But uh, <laughs> last month was a D. I think D minus. I'm going to give this one a C plus. I agree with the uh, Morbin uh, Spider Girl that it it was a step up, but uh, man, that artwork just tears it down. It just prevents it from going anywhere. Um, the kind of Stella mentioned it. I kind of actually enjoyed the little blurbs where Spider Man's jaw is broken, and you have to have text underneath to explain what the hell he's saying. <laughs> I thought that was kind of witty. I thought that was kind of cute. Um, but otherwise, it's just an average story taken down by art. I mean, Joe Kelly, I, hopefully he has something better coming along because, as J.R. said, he's had some good runs in the Web Slingers with uh, the Gwen Stacy. Was it the Prom? Is that what it was? Yes. T- took it to the Prom. That was a great issue. But uh, I, Mr. Negative is not going anywhere. Um, and... Most of the, the one-more-day plot or brand-new day is not going anywhere, I think. We, we solved the mystery of Jackpot, but who gives a crap?
2: I didn't get a chance to count on this, but that was the biggest debacle I, yeah. that I've seen in comics in so long. <laughs> I have a feeling uh, she, she's going to be coming back, though,
3: the original, but who cares at this point? Mm-hmm. Yeah, who, who gives it, Dan, because
2: yeah. nobody – that was – oh, I don't even want to go there. No. so we'll, we'll review that some other time.
3: For, for <laughs> my opinion, I think I'm going to give this one a C, C barely a C plus, because I thought the the witty – with the broken jaw, him smashing his jaw. And I also liked the fact at the end they set up uh, the little reporter girl asking uh, Peter Parker out on a date. I thought that was <laughs> cute. And I, I, I forget what the name of that character is, but she's kind of spunky. So. <laughs> JR, what was her name? I <laughs> remember her name? Uh Nora Winters, I think. There you go. Nora Winters. There you go. I think that's kind of cute. Uh, she asked him out. And again, the spiky hair, the, the Peter Parker is not recognizable. I agree with you, J.R. But I never uh, attributed it to mad scientist hair. I like that quote. That's very good. All right. We're going to my favorite writer, Zeb Wells, is uh writing uh Amazing Spider-Man five seventy seven with uh, The Punisher, and we'll do ladies first time. Spider-Girl, what do you think of 577?
1: Okay, this is going to sound weird, and I don't know if anyone's going to allow this, but I liked the writing, but I didn't like the story. So I don't know if um, that makes sense at all. I thought it was a decent issue. I didn't really... I just didn't like the story, I guess. I thought, um, Wells had a good Punisher voice. It seemed like it really flowed well. And the art, I thought, had a good vintage feel. I enjoyed the art. It was a step up from, uh, Bacello. So I think that's why I liked it. I would give it a B. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, yeah.
3: <laughs> cool. There was also a backup story in this one. Uh, it's called a bookie minute mystery, where the, the bookie goes to J. Jonah Jameson's house and uh, says that he found the uh, the spider tracer, evidently something about that. <laughs> it was really short, written by uh, Joe Kelly again. Uh, what did you think of that one?
1: Um, I think I liked that the least, and oh. it just <laughs> you were you were surprised at that. I don't know, and. <laughs> I don't know. It just seemed weird, like it was pushed in there in the middle, and then it just separated that story. So it was this first half and then this random bit and then another part. Um, I guess it was cute, you know, if I had to force myself to say it. I still wonder where J. Jonah Jameson got some pectoral definition when he left it up in his shirt. <laughs> going to the gym, but apparently, I don't know. Jam- but I-
3: <laughs> Jameson's packing, huh? Yeah, yeah. he's got muscles.
1: <laughs> wow. What would you give that one? Uh separately, I guess uh a B minus. Okay. Alright, uh Kev, what do you think?
3: There's basically two issues in this one book. You got Marvel team up meets I guess progressing plot. I don't know.
4: <laughs> well, uh to describe this issue, I will quote the departed oh, great. and oh, great. since there's Since there's Latin involved, Spider-Girl will correct me if it's mispronounced, uh, or misremembered, actually. Alec Baldwin says, there's an old saying in Latin, Qui bono, who benefits? And Matt Damon's response is, qui gives a shit. (laughs) And that's how I feel about this issue in general. Um, What was the point? Why did I just read this? It's It feels like Zeb Wells wanted to write... A Punisher issue, yeah. But he's the writer on Amazing Spider-Man, so he had to write a Punisher issue in Amazing Spider-Man. But that's that's not blatantly bad on its face. People do that sometimes with team ups. But this was such an incredibly generic Punisher story. It's like maybe this was a Marvel Adventures tale to introduce <laughs> people to the Punisher who have never heard of him. But if you have ever in your life read a Punisher story. You have read this issue before. There's just no real point here. It doesn't advance anything. It doesn't progress anything. It has no intrinsic entertainment value. And the writing... Spider-Girl's exactly right. The writing itself wasn't bad. But there was just nothing to this story. And the art... I thought Paulo Rivera did a decent job for the most part. I thought a lot of his stuff was actually quite good. But the problem is that this... Issue co-starred the Punisher, and his Punisher was bad. I thought the face was way off. And just go onto our website, look at the reviews, and check out that cover. And you can mm-hmm. see on the cover the way he draws the skull on Punisher's shirt. Looks Looks like basically... You remember in the first movie with Thomas Jane, the uh, his little kid gives him the shirt with the skull on it. This looks like his little kid drew the skull on the shirt. <laughs> It's not good, people. It's bad. Um, so all in all, that, that, those two parts, which by the way didn't need to be spread out into two parts. If you want a backup story, put it in the frickin' back. But I'd give that part a flatline C. Outright, didn't do anything for me either way. Yeah. The backup story, in the (laughs) middle, not the back. (laughs) <laughs> because we're avant-garde, and that's how we roll. I guess
3: the, the middle-up story.
4: <laughs> yeah, it uh it, that was bad. The, the issue around it was, Midland, that was bad. Um, the art was great, though. Barry Kitson's always good. I really enjoy his stuff. Um, Joe Kelly is batting a zero for me so far, because this, what, what the hell, uh, the bookie, Why the bookie? Why Why? in the holy hell is the bookie investigating the spider tracer killings? And why exactly among everybody is he the one that figures out who the spider tracer killer is? And if he's going to do that, why is he going to do that in a very small story in the middle of an issue that you don't really need to read if you want to keep reading the ongoing story and then not tell us who the crap it is? The bookie now knows, but after a year, the reader is no closer at all. Because I'm sorry we couldn't figure anything out from that story. If anybody did, give us an email and and tell me why I'm a moron. Because I got nothing from that. And please don't take that as open invitation to email me and tell me all the other reasons I'm a moron. I'm well aware of them. It's all good.
3: Oh, damn. I'm going to have to close that email. I was just typing one up. (laughs)
4: The backup in the middle story gets an F.
3: Okay. Wow. Alright, the middle up story, whatever.
0: Yeah.
4: Uh,
3: JR, what do you think of it?
0: Uh, I have to say, it's just another, I mean, I, I'm, I'm, it's gonna, uh, all of my reviews are gonna sound the same. I mean, these are just very average stories. I mean, again, if you've read one Spider-Man Punisher team up, you've read them all. Uh, the first, the, the fact this story reminded me of, uh, of an old issue with, uh, also with Moses Magnum. Uh, I don't know if anybody recalls giant Size Spider-Man number four that came out back in the, I think back in the 70s, but uh, Moses Magnum was also the villain there, and he also had some kind of experimental, uh, experimental thing. Except it was uh, some kind of bio weapon that he was using against people. Um, and see, I thought Magnum disintegrated at the end of that story. I don't know how the heck he's back, but uh, <laughs> I guess he's been back a while. Uh, but uh, he was uh, he was pretty well thoroughly dissolved as and, and dead as dead could be it, at the end of that. Uh, uh, giant-sized Spider-Man story. But, uh, you know, again, it's always, it's always, uh, you know, Spider-Man meets the Punisher. Spider-Man lectures the Punisher on uh, on his uh vigilantism. Then the Punisher, you know, has to, you know, call Spider-Man naive and he has to do something to get him out of the way. And, you know, at the end, Spidey comes and saves the day, whatever. Yeah. And also, where was the Punisher hiding that serum? Where? In, I mean, was he hiding <laughs> it in, in one of his books? Holes? I mean, I, I yeah, <laughs> exactly. There was that thing.
4: Uh,
0: <laughs> ew. And I just, uh, although I have to say, I actually did like the look of the Punisher. Uh, I'm not sure why, except the, the Punisher used to be my second favorite Marvel character because he and I always kind of had the same views on uh, crime and punishment. Because I've always, I always, particularly when I was younger, uh, I always used to believe that the way to get crime is to kill all the criminals and you have no crime makes sense to me and uh so that's kind of why i was uh like the punisher um although age has kind of mellowed that opinion somewhat but uh you know he's but the punisher really is a thug i mean he really is a, a brutal thug, and he looks like and he and he looks exactly like that in the in this story and i think that's that's probably a right portrayal of him i mean he's barely better than what he's uh, and I thought that the, the, the art actually captured that look. Uh, mm-hmm. but, uh, eh, again, fairly ordinary story, uh, uh, all, done only to capitalize on the, the, up the on the, uh, <laughs> the, here, Blink and You Miss It Punisher Warzone movie <laughs> that sank like a stone. <laughs> uh, so, oh, I forget the fact that he, Spider Tracer too. I'm, you know, yeah. we all have these little, Little gross things, you know first he pull, he eats the spider tracer, then he pulls that uh, serum out of one of his bullet holes, you know just Ew. and uh, <laughs> and as far as the bookie story uh, again uh the only me- the only memorable thing about that was uh, was uh, jonah 's therapy, I will not die before spider man I will not die before spider man <laughs> I-, I like that that is that is typical Jonah. I mean it's 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 very possible that Jonah will outlive Spider-Man because he's yeah. he's going to be determined not to die before him. I thought that was a very good characterization. But uh, again, this, you know, I don't does anybody remember the 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 uh Paul Jenkins story a few years ago, Peter Parker's Spider-Man where a, a two-bit uh, private detective burst in on Jonah and actually a bean Spider-Man but yes. this story here, wow. we have the bookie bursting and accusing him of being the spider tracer killer, which is, which is dumb. I mean, just absolutely dumb. I mean, J. Jonah Jameson, the spider tracer killer, jeez, uh, you know <laughs> what? It, and that's just moronic. I mean, yeah. of course, then again, the bookie isn't the brightest character, so I guess. I guess that should uh, be par for the course, but yeah. uh, now this is this is a forgettable issue. Uh, you know, if you uh, if you did pick it up originally, don't go back and try to find it. What's your grade uh, C minus overall.
2: Okay. Spidey dude. Why did I, you know what I when I put down the issue, I asked myself, why in the hell did I pay four bucks for this? <laughs> that is my question. Why in the hell did I pay four dollars? for a story that I could have picked up from the 90s with, you know, maybe even the, my, my favorite Spider-Man, Ben Riley, and it would have been the same damn thing. And you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to quote Saturday Night Live. Oh, gosh. Because, <laughs> because I'm reminded of, of the Celebrity Jeopardy edition <clears throat> where Will Ferrell is Alex Trebek, and he asks the gentleman that's playing Sean Connery, "Yes, um, where did you get that pen? And he said, well, I bet you if you were a freshman, you would have found it because it was in my butt. That was the only place the serum could possibly be. That's just me. <laughs> I, I know. <laughs> you know, wow. I mean, uh, you know, so, look, I, I, it was, and, and I agree with more. Why do you put a backup story in the middle of a story? Mm-hmm. Was it supposed to be like Act One,
4: yeah. come back for Act Two, but in, in the meantime, here's a commercial,
0: <laughs>
2: you know.
4: And <laughs> Quinn Martin Exactly, production. exactly. It felt like a commercial. That's perfect. You know. <laughs> I mean, come on! It, it really it was it was, and I'm you know you guys
2: paid less money because you're you're using mail order, and I'm not. And so you know I paid four dollars for you know I thought okay here's a, maybe an entertaining Punisher story that was just mediocre at best. So you know what? Let's see, yeah.
3: Uh I, I, This is my favorite Zeb Wells story, and because I think I gave an F or damn near close on his. Uh, snow monster with Rudolph or whatever the hell that thing was. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I think the best thing about this issue is two things. Uh, Paulo Rivera loved his art. I, not many people get the squinty-eyed Spider-Man. I love the look of that—the small eyepieces, as opposed to the uh, the huge, baggy McFarlane-ish eyes. I think he really just nailed the look of Spider-Man, and and I dug his Frank Castle. As JR said, he's a thug. He's been in a lot of fights. He's supposed to look like that. He's supposed to look jacked up. He's not
0: supposed to be Tom- uh, Thomas no, Jane or whatever. <laughs> no, he wouldn't look like Thomas Jane after being no. a Punisher for a while. <laughs> no, no, he's got bullet holes. He's putting
3: serums up his ass. I mean, he's a badass. Get it? <laughs> anyway. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but uh, it, it was an average, fill-in, two-part, limited series. It wasn't the amazing. There was nothing amazing about this book. I mean, it was average. It was the average Spider-Man, not the amazing Spider-Man. Um, it, it definitely felt like the, the main team is running behind, oh, let's have some of the writers write, write some backup stories that don't advance the main plot at all, except let's write some generic thing with a bookie or the, the cookie monster or the bookie monster. I don't know what the hell his name is. Uh, <laughs> but uh, it it seems like they, they shoved that little bookie mystery in there just so they could, quote – uh, not quote, but just advance it just a little bit, but uh, by referencing something new that's happened in the book in the last year. But it was it was a it was a modern day Marvel team up book in the Amazing Spider Man title. I mean, I don't think you can put it any other way. Jr., does this does this remind you of a Marvel team up?
0: Uh, yeah, except it was uh, twice as long and cost uh, four times as much. Exactly. Uh, so, <laughs> exactly. I mean, it, four bucks. I'm glad they didn't pad it out to two issues.
3: But I'm glad we got done with it and, and one. but we still paid for practically two issues. Um, Grade-wise, B-minus, I guess. I, I liked it better That's than the previous. <laughs> I know. I, I liked it than the previous uh, issue, but I, I, I think I'm giving it the, the B-minus because of the art. I, I think uh, I, I, I there's one aspect of the book that I did like was uh, Spider-Man or Peter Parker as a taxi driver. I thought that was kind of cute. Um uh, that makes sense to make some quick money to be a taxi driver because uh he could run into anybody I think on the streets of New York City and have an adventure. I think that could be a if the photography job doesn't pay well. I think Peter Parker as a taxi driver works well, so b minus out of me uh d on the the bookie monster mystery uh like a a bad sesame street plot but uh. <laughs> Uh
2: yeah, that's I, I, the Sixth don't you? Uh,
3: oh B is for bookie. That's good enough for me. Um <laughs> as as far as the Spider-Tracer killer it's again we've gone a year and this is one of the first mentions of it after the initial thing I think. Uh but you still see the recap on the main page that Spider-Girl referenced that we all have to read to remember what the hell happened. Um but I don't think we're any closer to finding out who the spider tracer killer is, and I don't think we really care. Do we? I don't.
4: No, not so much.
3: I mean, I, I, I cared. Second thought. I, I cared who Jackpot was. I was interested, and then I got screwed.
4: So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's been proven to us that the payoffs to these stories aren't worth our anticipation. Oh. So,
3: uh, B minus for me. I think, as JR said, I'm being generous, but uh, the artwork just put it over for me. Uh, all right, let's do our last issue of this month. Is Spider-Man, Amazing Spider-Man, five seventy-eight. We've got uh, the first part of Mark Wade's uh, intro to the book. Uh, who wants to go first, Jr.?
0: We haven't hit you up first. Let's hit you up. <laughs> oh my! Well, again, uh, this has been a, this was a snoozer month. I mean, uh, and this is another snoozer story. Uh, but again. Shocker, and the Shocker is one of the B-list villains, and you know, typical for a B-list villain, we have a B-list story uh, of Spider-Man uh, uh, holding up uh, another massive, uh, massive thing from caving in. And uh, at least think about Aunt May during this time, but uh, I, I don't know what to say. I mean, I, I'm not very I'm creative enough to to uh, to spin each each of these issues into because they're similar they're just also very average and again the main plots the main stories aren't going anywhere i mean this is a this is another detour we meet jay jonah jameson senior you know i mean it's like we have these little tributaries off the main storyline and they're and they're just distracting um god i don't know i honestly don't know what else to say this was a c story you know, okay. I don't care. I mean I know Spider Man's gonna save the day, next issue. I know everybody's gonna get out and and you know, and that's it. I mean, uh, it's 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 who cares. <laughs> so that's my, that's, uh, that's my assessment to see, yeah. yeah. Uh, Spider Girl, what'd you think of this one?
1: Um, you know, once again I would like to go back to the little blurb. And before I even review this, it says, let's see, in the review of what happened, that Spider Man is in a tacit alliance with the bookie, and I'm wondering when this happened, when he became allied, or I, I don't know. But do you guys remember this? I didn't this? read that,
4: so I had no idea.
1: <laughs> I don't remember there's that some, either. There's like an alliance now? Okay, so, but I'll move on to the issue. Um, I think there were cute moments, um, all stemming from the fortune cookie, and, you know, the Metro card flies down. So I think... I think there were positive moments. You know, he he has luck. There's this cute um, model girl in front of him. Of course, he messes that up. But <laughs> I like the shocker, even though he is B-list. And I kind of thought he was shafted. It was a very short appearance. And they used him once, so they probably won't use him again for five years. So that's kind of unfortunate. Um, but I think the main point of the story was really to reveal in the end that J. Jonah Jameson Sr. has all of a sudden come into asm so i think that was the main point and really everything else was fluff and so i do wonder you know what was the point of this issue and i guess that's what it was uh i would give it a b minus i think i like marcos martin so i think he brings up the grade for me but b minus spidey dude hit it bah
2: uh,
3: you uh, know, you just it, what like, was that? No, it,
2: it was like a ba humbug. Uh, oh, Ba humbug,
3: Even with the Christmas theme. I thought you just belched.
2: Yeah, no, no, <laughs> well, <laughs> look, this this story was like, okay, Mark Waite comes into the room. They had like, this little cabal of spider riders, and um, they're all sitting in the room. They're like, okay, what can we do for this this month? And I'm like, hey, I got a great idea. J. Jonah Jameson Sr., and? <laughs> <laughs> That's how I felt like when I was reading his book. Ooh, J. Jonah a Sr. And so? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> really? <laughs> Who cares? <laughs> I mean, this was this was a flop, a total flop. Um, it's like hey, J.R. J. Jr. said, oh, yay, he's lifting the entire subway off his back again. How many times have we seen this? This is like the damned bridge. It's like, it's like, there's some some things you have to have in a Spider-Man story, and lifting a big heavy object and a bridge, and you know, really, I've seen it before. And, and really, I picked up the next issue, and I was like, okay, I really don't care. I'm straight for you know, I'm i ready for January already, you know. So that really just was it was, <laughs> it was it was mediocre, and and it just it's getting so tiresome because we're getting you know, if I can get one one book that was good. And two others that were merely okay. I'd be happy, but we haven't. This, like, like J.R. said, this is just an average, uh, average month. But I'm going to go even further and say this was a below average month. It was, it was not good. Uh, it, I, uh, the art was good. It was a lot, certainly a lot better than the paper doll book. Uh, mm-hmm. Certainly a lot better than that. But it was just merely okay and nothing memorable except Ooh, J.J. Joe, and Jameson senior. I'm like, ooh, the frickin' law. Can we get you know res- resolutions to menace and. The stupid mayor storyline and all the, you know, these storylines you've been cooking up for a year instead of giving us new mysteries and not giving us any answers.
1: Yeah.
3: What's your grade? My grade is a a D. D D on that one, wow. Uh, Morb.
4: Well, I I echo the sentiments of everybody else that this is maybe the most forgettable month of Spider-Man ever, at least The really bad months we've had in Brand New Day, you know, I remember them for how bad they were. Mm
1: -hmm.
4: This month, it's been it's been about you know twenty days since I've read my issues, and I had to look at the reviews on our website to remind me exactly what happened in them, (laughs) and that's not a good thing. But it, it feels like basically somebody just waited until all these filler stories they were piling up in case the writers slipped schedule, all got in, and noticed that. They all had this little crime aspect to them, so they decided, "Oh, let's release them all this filler into one month, so we can make a trade called Crime and Punisher, which, by the <laughs> way, is coming out." Oh, is it
3: really? How did you make it yep. that
4: up? Nope, not making it up. It's in the slits for March. Oh, wow. Um, and that feels like the entire point for these filler stories all coming at one time. Just so th- this is a different kind of writing for the trade than we usually see, and it's worse. Hmm. Um. My other big complaint with all this stuff is probably something that I wouldn't have if I wasn't ordering from Mail Order Comics, if I was actually buying them every week. But since we get one month's worth of issues at a time, once a month,
3: Mm
4: -hmm. it was so much better when at least we got all three parts of a story in one month. Now we're only doing one part and one shot stories, and I still can't get an entire story in one month. I'm getting part two <laughs> at the beginning and part one at the end, and I just feel like if you're going to feed me a crap sandwich, at least don't cut it in half so I have to anticipate the next one. <laughs> it's, 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 it's annoying. That's a
3: great line. I like that one.
4: <laughs> Why, thank you. Um, so, I mean, it's, Mark Wade's a great writer. i got to say that right up front. If you haven't read Kingdom Come and Hunter Killer then you're shortchanging yourself as a comic book fan. They're great books. He's not only a great technical writer, he's a great idea man. And this wasn't there. I feel like this was tainted by, well, the brain trust. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) And I feel like it was written as a two-parter because they wanted the J. Jonah Jameson Sr. thing to be a cliffhanger. I think it was a one-shot story that's been divided into two just so they could have a cliffhanger in it, and because there, there's nothing really going on here that warrants more than one issue. You know, Spider-Man has bad luck. Oh my God, how revolutionary! <laughs> it's it's one of those aspects they've played up way too much in Brand New Day since Dan Slott's first arc, where he said the words "Parker Luck" every other panel. And this time we're just turning it on its head, oh my gosh, he's having good luck, and oh, 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 no, he's Spider-Man, so he must have bad luck now. It's incredibly predictable, you could see it coming from a mile away, and it wasn't supposed to be a huge secret, but still, I, I like to at least see new things in my comics when I read them, have something that slightly interests me a little bit. And, you know, the shocker is fun to see pop up, but I'd rather he have a reason to be there rather than just, we needed a henchman, and he's wearing yellow, so what the hell? I really don't like the J- Jonah Jameson Sr. idea, and I obviously say that not having read Part 2, they may do something grand with it that impresses me, and I'll get back to you on that next month. But just the impression from this issue is why we've already had a story and I what was it, Web Spinners? That, uh, detailed. Tangled Web, tangled web yeah. Right. That, uh, talked about, you know, J. Jonah Jameson's origins and motivations and stuff as it relates to his father. And now we want to do something different, so we're giving him a different father. And why? And doesn't this invalidate J. Jonah Jameson a little bit? I mean, he's he's the old guy already. We have to have a 20, 30, 40 years older guy <laughs> to be J. Jonah Jameson? To apologize for him? Really? I, I don't have much to say about this issue because there wasn't much in there. Yeah. I'm hoping I'll have more next month when part two comes out, but you know, again, I'm having to wait for the second half of my crap sandwich, and, mm-hmm. and it saddens me quite a bit. Don't forget the fire so, pickle. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> okay, um, go ahead. <laughs> anyway, my rating for this issue is going to be another C. It's yeah. another flat line. Um, I would. You know, I don't think it was as bad as maybe a C might suggest. The writing was probably more on the level of a B, but just because it's Mark Wade, and because I know how good Mark Wade is, this was extra disappointing, so that lowers it down to a C.
3: Before I give my thoughts, i got to go to the spider expert on one thing. Jr., have we ever seen uh, J. Jonah Jameson Sr. before? Uh, we saw him in that, uh, that aforementioned Tangled Web issue. And that's it? He's never been in regular continuity. No. Okay. Because I, I I don't remember him being in it either.
0: Well, uh, you know, I, I have to I have to step back. I, I I have to. There was a there was a story. I'm trying to remember. There's been there was a story with the uh, the chameleon where we looked where we looked at J. Jonah Jameson's background. Yeah. Uh, but maybe that was just his reporter his old reporter days. Maybe that didn't go back to his old man. I I, I think that the tangled web story is the only one that we've seen. Uh, uh, his father. But uh I'll uh, I'll rely on our, our panelists to tell me if I'm wrong. But I think I, it's the I, only one.
3: Yeah, I, I don't remember it either. I, I I don't even remember that tangled web you guys are talking about. That what well, I think it does have JJ Jameson's face on the cover with like the spider belt light shining on him or something. Right, like that. that's it. That that it. Okay, I I don't remember that issue though. Well, besides the cover, <laughs> but uh, I'm gonna defer with all, everybody. I'm going A minus on this issue. Mainly because I liked it more than any issue I've read in a while. I liked the artwork. Marcos Martin is awesome. Uh, reminds me of Ditko. Uh, a modern day Ditko. Um, I think Mark Wade is funny. He, I, as uh, Morb said, he's one of his favorite writers. He's also one of my favorite writers. Hell, I even liked his Kazar stuff in the 90s. Nobody was buying that. I was <laughs> digging it. <laughs> But um, I just like this issue. I li- I like the opening where he's in the rain. He's got got uh, the bad luck with the uh, the ticket shows up in his hand. I think that was awesome. Uh, I I laughed out loud with um, a naked model on a subway train needs a photographer, and it just so happens that the train wrecks, <laughs> and he doesn't even know what to do with him, with the girl. I thought that was hilarious. I I thought that was really cute, and. Yeah. Sure, we've all seen Spider Man lifting up the heavy junk, uh, to rescue people for Mary Jane, but, uh, not Mary Jane, but Aunt May. But, you know what? I mean, it's not as overplayed as that, the bridge that Gwen Stacy fell off of. I, I don't think we've used the hev- heavy lifting so much as the bridge reference over and over.
4: I don't know. I'd it, like it, to well, take an actual count on that and compare them.
3: Yeah, it, it would be a good, good study. But, uh, the, the cliffhanger was awesome. I, I, as I said earlier, I don't ever remember J. Jonah Jameson Sr. The guy's got to be, what, in his 80s? Um, um, at least. It, I always it, thought Jonah was in his late 50s, early 60s. So, right. Yeah. Got to be in his 80s. But I, it's just a new character that we haven't ever seen talked about or mentioned. But he's obviously a person that impacted one of our favorite supporting characters, and we've never, we don't have any history for him, so I'm just interested in seeing who this guy is, and what's his deal, is he going to be, uh, get, help Jonah recover from the heart attack, etc., and anytime you include Jameson in a Spider-Man story, senior or junior, I'm all for it, because I think in the last decade, he's been underplayed, and he's essential to Spider-Man. A minus out of me. There we go, that well, was,
0: that was pretty, uh, well, go ahead, J.R., I'm sorry. Yeah, I was about to say, can I interject something? I yeah. mean, if if this J. Jonah Jameson Sr. plot was going to go somewhere, I might agree with you, but how do we yeah. know that it's not going to be dropped again, <laughs> you know, like all the others, and not resolved for, you know, and not revisited for, like, several months at a time? That's true. I mean, that that's the thing. I mean, it's like here we have yet another subplot, and hmm. uh, and uh, I've already read the, ne- the next issue. I mean, and uh, there's no indication that... We're gonna we're gonna get more information than we've ever got about him. So, are you, are you talking about the Roger Stern one, five eighty? Uh, uh, no, not that one. Five eighty. Uh, the conclusion to this to five seventy nine.
4: The oh, what issue? Part does two I, of this story, Brad. Part two of this story.
0: Okay. Is yeah, that, I've already yeah I've that, already read part two of this story.
4: Is and, that five eighty
0: one uh, that that happens? No, it's five seventy
4: nine. That's the one right after is, this story. This one's 578, that one's 579.
3: Oh, crap. You know, this whole time on my screen, I had the review of 579 in in front of me. Okay, never mind. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, I blame it on the Bookie Monster. All right. Well, hopefully, hopefully, that you'll get some resolution, JR.
0: (laughs) You know, (laughs) I'm in therapy now. I need resolution. Well, we're all laying I down confessing like, like, our sins, like, like, like a woman in a bad relationship. I need closure, <laughs> not getting in.
3: Welcome to the Jerry Springer Podcast. On the panel, we have JR. <laughs> all right, that, that uh, wraps up our reviews this month. We'll be back with uh, reviews of Roger Stern's issue. We haven't read that. I know some of you have, but we haven't. I haven't. But as we said earlier in the show, we've, uh, this is our, sp- our Christmas episode. And, uh, let's go around the bend. What's some good Christmas gift ideas? Now, JR, I know you have a son, and, uh, hopefully he's not listening right now. Do you have any spider- uh, he's, in
0: the, he's in the same room.
3: Oh, he is. Okay.
0: Yes, he is. Does he have like spider that?
3: gifts under the tree? Uh, yes, he will. Okay. Alright. <laughs> well, what would you recommend <laughs> for other kids, for Spider-Man, or adults? What would be a good gift idea?
0: Oh, my God. <laughs> I mean, that'd be. What would be a good gift? I don't know. I, I'm trying to think of all the spider junk that I've seen recently, you know, and 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 I'm thinking of the things that we have bought my son in the last year or so, and a lot of it is just junk. I mean, we yeah. we bought we we bought him some web shooters. That was a disaster. I mean, uh, that it shoots out this silly string, and and you can't get it off anything. Yuck! You know, it's just a, a pain. Well, um, mm-hmm. I don't I don't know. He's so young. He's seven. I mean, uh, uh, I know what we're getting him, but I can't I can't say. Mm-hmm. Uh, wait a minute. He might have stepped out. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Real quick. Uh, <laughs> quick. <laughs> uh, he's, he's getting Spider Man Web
3: of Shadows video game. Oh. Uh-oh. Highly recommended from this Spider fan. It's awesome. It's awesome. Yeah. What, on what system? PlayStation 2? The Wii. The,
0: the Wii. okay. Cool. I, it's a great game, JR. You'll love it. Well, you know, he's already beat, and he, he's seven years old, he beat the computer Spider Man 3 game. Oh, yep. So I would be interested to see how well he does on this. But uh um uh, I you know I can't recommend a whole lot of Spider Man gifts out there because all I've seen at like Walmart and Target is just is is just overpriced junk. So uh that's uh that's that's my uh my my opinion, sad to say. Spider Girl,
3: what would be a good spider gift for the Spider Girl or Spider Man fan in your life?
1: Um Spider Man themed thongs slash G strings. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. Um. Actually, what I would really like to find. They have um, those, by the way,
2: if you go to eBay. Oh gosh.
3: I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm sad sure that I have. found them.
2: <laughs> and, and Brad's already bought his. <laughs> and I'm wearing wildlife. them now. I'm just kidding.
1: <laughs> no wonder your voice is a little, a little yeah. scruffy. No, that's. Um.
3: I, I, as I said earlier, I was at a Christmas party, my my work Christmas party, and I sang, oh, "You can't touch this." So. There's nothing. (laughs) I I brought the hammer time last night. (laughs) Anyway, going off on a tangent, I apologize. Spider Girl, you got the that's fine.
1: Um, something that I would like to find of decent quality is actually a Spider Man shower curtain. Oh, they they make them. They They do. I find them sometimes on eBay, but they seem overpriced, and you can't really tell quality if they're nylon or cloth. But I think that's just one thing that's hard to find, and Mm -hmm. if you really want a house that's Spider-Man everywhere, I think the bathroom would be the most difficult to actually get that theme in.
3: They they also make Spider-Man shower curtain rings, which I own. They're little spider heads, and you, you connect the shower curtain to it, and it's really cute. You know your old lady must be the most patient person in the world. you <laughs> See, well, she's not really because that was in the bachelor pad, and once I got married, so did the the Spider Man shower curtain rings and curtain left.
0: <laughs> oh, I see. Uh, yeah. She's did she not... ever actually visit your place before she agreed to marry you? Yeah, but she never went to the bathroom there.
3: No, I'm just
4: kidding. Oh uh, okay.
3: okay. gosh. <laughs> no, no, I, I definitely. Uh, God love her. She uh. She knew what she was getting into. <laughs> but uh Shower Curtain Rings, Web of Shadows, Morbius, what or Kevin, what do you what do you recommend for the Spider fan for Christmas? Oh,
4: they've got at least one or two D V D collections of the spectacular Spider Man cartoon out right now. I think you right. couldn't go wrong getting that for yourself or a Spider Man loving friend or your kids. It's great show, great classic Spider Man, and way better than the comics right now. <laughs>
3: They actually have one uh, Spectacular Spider-Man uh, DVD out. They've also got uh, that mem TV n- uh, series
4: out. Don't buy that. Don't ever <laughs> buy that. Okay. Don't even watch it on Hulu for free. Really? You when you it. put out – you put those links on the front page yeah. to those videos yeah. of of the series on Hulu. I uh-huh. would never seen it, so I watched the first two episodes, and I I tried, but I can't get my time back. <laughs> Damn. I tried to get a refund, but it didn't work.
3: Okay. Also, um, it was announced that Spectacular Spider Man is uh, coming to Toon XD, which is, (laughs) or Disney XD. They're renaming the Toon Disney Channel. And up on the main page, I posted a synopsis of season two, which looks like some good, good episodes coming out. Cause I love the first season of Spectacular Spider-Man. But good suggestion, Kevin. Spidey Dude, what are you getting for yourself or you the Spider fan in your life?
2: Well, I'm going to get myself the Ben Riley Spider-Man figure that nobody seems to care about, but me.
3: Yes. From the Marvel Legends line, the Walmart exclusive.
2: Yes, exactly. And, uh, very, pretty good looking figure. I haven't actually got to see one yet. I'm down here in Dallas I they swing by the... For when I'm going to go make my sign for the game. Uh, by the way, what you guys? Mean,
4: uh, how many inches is that one, Zach?
3: <laughs> <laughs> the figure. The figure. The figure. How many
2: inches? <laughs> it's six. <laughs> oh, oh, oh.
1: It's, six. six. it's six. Ooh.
2: And, and it's it's uh it's uh miss it's miss uh named on there. It actually says Scarlet Spider, but it's the Ben Reilly Spider-Man figure. So, oh, yeah. I don't nice. ask me why.
4: So but um, once he went from the Scarlet Spider Man or the Scarlet Spider to Spider Man, he had kind of a size downgrade, huh? That's <laughs>
3: that's a that's a good figure. I, I, you should come to Missouri, Zach. They've got at least a dozen of them on the on the pegs at my local Walmart. Okay.
2: And uh, well, I don't go to Walmart because I, I I used to work for Walmart Corporation, and and every time I walk into Walmart, I feel like I was going back to work for them, <laughs> which is terrifying in itself.
3: My uh, recommendations uh, for the Spider fan, because, you know, it's hard to pick out stuff that they don't have. But something every comic book fan could use is bags and boards. We all need those. We also need comic boxes because uh, we collect a lot of crap, as evident by this month. <laughs> but uh, I, I recommend the drawer boxes. I like those. I go to but- drawerboxes.com. You can pick those up. You can stack them and pull them out like a filing cabinet. Those are always good. And something overlooked that is produced every day is a new Spider-Man story is the Stanley comic strip that's in newspapers. And you can, in your email box, you can get the daily strip uh, written by Stanley and his brother on art, Larry Lieber. And on weekends, it's Alex Savick from uh, the Web of Spider-Man days. You can get this in your email. It's through dailyinc.com. Also, KingsFeatures.com has uh about a month-old in-color strip of Spider-Man. I, I think that would be—I I forget how much a subscription is for a year. I think it's like twenty bucks for a year. You get 365 co- daily comics. Good, good value, I think, if you like uh, newspaper strips. If you like that strip, it's been being published since I think 1977. Yeah, 1977. Also, along the same lines of what uh, Zach recommended, over at Target, they have uh, an exclusive uh, Spider-Man figure in the black suit. Together, if you buy six of the figures, you can build Rolk, the Red Hulk. Uh, But the the black Spider-Man looks exactly like he did recently in the back of black. So check that one out. And that's my thoughts, recommendations for Christmas gifts. And let's see, our next topic, Crawl Space Number 3, is out. We published that. Um, it's uh, Kevin Cushing's webcomic. And Kevin, give us a little discussion What what, what happened in the issue.
4: Well, this uh, issue was titled Spider-Man Black Part 1. It's the beginning of my first full arc. It's going to be a six-part arc. And in this particular issue, we had... Uh, several little things going on. We got we got to see Killshot again for the last time um, in his cell. He was paid a visit by the faceless man. This is the first time we've seen him. In issue one, Killshot said some guy without a face hired him to kill Aunt May, and this would be that guy, uh, and he... Quickly took care of Killshot, so Killshot's story is over. Uh, But we follow the Faceless Man, find out that even he doesn't know who he is. He has no face and no memory. But he's working for a man. All we know about him is that he's wearing a Black Spider-Man suit. He calls himself the Black Spider, and he promises that he knows the Faceless Man's identity. And if he does his job well... He'll tell him what that is. And in the end of the issue, we find that their next piece of the plan is to blow up the Daily Bugle, and that's up to the faceless man to handle himself. Also in this issue, we got uh, Norman Osborn, who died in the second issue. Uh, His will was read, and he left Oscorp to Peter Parker, which is one of the big surprises of the issue. Uh, we checked in with Harry real quick to find out that he is going to France to try to track down Gabe Stacy, presumably, probably not to do nice things to him. And we had a little double date with, uh, Peter and Mary Jane out with Flash and Carly, which was one of my favorite pieces of the issue. I I just like playing with those characters. They're a lot of fun. So, yeah, and I think the response has been pretty good. I'm, unfortunately, I apologize. I'm a little late getting number two up, or part two up, but, uh been working on a professional pitch for the past month, and it's taken up a lot of my time, so my deadline slipped a little bit. But I'm going to try to get that up before December, the end of December.
3: And you're pitching a comic to Image Comics.
4: I is, am. Um, well, we're, we're going to pitch it to several yeah. places because Image is one of those things that they say basically you have a better chance of being eaten by a lottery-winning giant squid who then gets struck <laughs> by lightning twice. Wow. Than you have of being published by Image Comics on a cold pitch. <laughs> that's a <laughs> cold they're the pitch. <laughs> ah, they're the big ones, so they're the ones yeah. we're really focusing on right now, but we're gonna public, we're gonna pitch to several people. It's something we've sweet. been working on for quite a long time and I'm lucky enough to work with an artist who is absolutely amazing.
3: I, I love the uh the him go, uh, Harry Osborne going after uh what was his name again? What's that the goblin son? Um Gabriel State Gabriel. I, I can't believe they haven't touched on that in the regular books in, in so long.
4: I know. The f- the fact that Harry has a half-brother and half-sister and they haven't even mentioned it is kind of amazing to me. Because even yeah. if you don't want to mention Sin's past, there's there's just a lot of character potential to have there. And surely he knows about it and he would have something to say.
3: Yeah, exactly. And with Norman and, and Harry being in the same room, <laughs> you would. Mm-hmm. Oh, how about your brother and sister? Oh, you slept with my girl, for, my uh, girlfriends. Anyway, I just, <laughs> just can't <laughs> believe they have. Well. I just can't believe they 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 passed over that. And I love the him in charge of Oscorp. I mean, I I didn't see that coming. I think that will be a as long as it doesn't play out for too long. I still like him as the photographer for the Bugle, but.
4: Right. I'm not going to – I don't think it's spoiling too much to say that this is not the new ongoing status quo for right. as long as I write this book. This is a story, not a he, not a status quo change.
3: He's not going to be Peter Trump. He's going gonna... right. to <laughs> –
4: Because to make him permanently in charge of a corporation like Oscorp would make him Tony Stark, and I'm not going yeah, to do that. Exactly.
3: Any idea when uh, issue four will be out? When we
4: can look for that. Uh, well, it was supposed to come 2 days ago. Um I don't have an exact timeline because basically my goal right now is just get it out as fast as I can while still making it good. Yeah. Uh, my 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 goal is I I don't want to let it I don't want to let the new year arrive before this issue is out. I want to still have it in the month it was supposed to be out. So I'm going to try to make sure it's here before the end of December.
3: And you've been getting a lot of hits on it, a lot of discussion online. Uh CBRs chimed in on it. Uh, oh the, yes
4: they have,
0: yes, they have
3: <laughs> <laughs> uh, the thread's very popular, so i i
4: I think you're getting well received sir i'm I'm very impressed and gratified by the acceptance of it. People have been for the most part, at least on our website, people have been great, yeah. and I really appreciate uh, just the time people give to read a twenty two page script on the internet is. It's amazing that somebody would commit that amount of time to something I just did, and I I appreciate that so much. I appreciate everybody that's read it, even if they haven't liked it. It's just – we have great people out there. Spider-Man fans are great people, and this proves if you give them the kind of thing they want to read, they're really good to you. They really are. And Spidey Dude, I think you've read it, haven't you? Have you
3: read issue three, or are you behind?
4: And he's –
3: There you are. Are you there?
1: <laughs> I think he's making a sign. Can you hear me now?
3: There you are. Can you hear me now? Okay. Yep, <laughs> my phone was charging. Your phone was charging. Now, Spidey, I, I, I think you've read... you've read Crawl Space 3, haven't you? I
2: have. Yeah. I okay, have. What's uh, your thoughts, sir? Crawl Space 3. It was enjoyable. Give
3: it was a grade. Home Let's home. rate this bitch. No, I'm just kidding.
2: Uh, <laughs> no, seriously. Give it a grade. It... No, no, I think it was an epic failure. No, no I'm just kidding. I'm just no. kidding. Um... <laughs> <laughs> no it it was really actually surprising, surprisingly good simply because you know uh, I didn't expect to be genuinely surprised by this by this book. Uh, I was surprised by the first two. Issues. I thought I oh, he can't do anything possible It' was surprising me the third time, but sure enough, uh, making him head of Oscorp was a stroke of genius. Yeah. I wish I would have thought of it myself yeah. anyway you, um, but uh, really a good story and I tell you right now, scooter. I love. Don't get me wrong. I love Ted, but Scooter's cover was just made of wind, I as a Ted. certain call-in post, call-in poster on the message board would say. I mean, it was beautiful. Um, I, I love. I love the characterization of Mary Jane. I love the characterization of Carly Cooper, and even of Flash Thompson. Even though I, you know, I, I it, it was just really good. I, 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 it's like when we have this mediocre. Mm-hmm. Stories and amazing, and you have somebody that's a fan. I mean, and he's wanting to be a professional writer, but he's, he's essentially right now he's a fan, working mm-hmm. his way to be a professional writer. Write a better story in a space of one issue than we got in all three issues in a month. Then that's saying how that's that's a telltale sign of how good Kevin is and how bad Brand New Day is. So. Um, Man, you're doing a great job, and just keep up the great work.
4: Cool. Thank you very much, Zach. I appreciate
2: J- it.
3: Jr. is behind on his reading. <laughs> He's he, it's on his to-read list. I understand. Yes, yes, understandable. <laughs> yeah, I, just haven't got, I haven't got I haven't gotten to a lot of things yet. Yeah, and Spider Girls read it, I think. I have. Yeah, your two cents.
1: Um I'll give you five. No. Um
3: uh, there's <laughs> <I>, a <laughs> dollar, no. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we keep fitting up, yeah. I think that one word to describe it is just uh intrigue. Um I'm just intrigued. I'm excited to know, you know, who the faceless man is and um why he's so compelled to get his identity back and who the Black Spider is and everything. Uh, I did like the scene, the dinner scene, but I think if I were in that position, it might be a tiny bit awkward for Carly <laughs> since she did obviously date um Peter. But I understand, you know, she's trying to be friends with Mary Jane and everything, and I appreciate that. So, I mean, I'd give it an A++. So keep awesome. the good work out there, Kevin.
3: <laughs> Thanks, guys. I I love the Oscorp uh him and the boss of oscorp, and i i uh, dig the uh is, now does the black spider have a trench coat, or does he not? i'm kind of confused
4: he does not um, does not okay our poster enigma um, yeah. drew a very nice piece of fan art in the fan art thread. He just came up with his own design for the black spider, which is another thing i can 't believe that people take this kind of time on this um, you know him and hambone and a couple of people just do. It's really great fan art every month. It amazes me. But his design it looked very good. It had a trench coat on it. Um, Ted came up with his own design for cover number four, which is very similar, but doesn't have a trench coat, just basically for movability, because this is a character that is going to get out of his chair at some point. And it's, it's a little easier for him to move around if he doesn't have a trench coat on. Um, but on the topic of, you mentioned the covers, I'll go ahead and make the announcement here that, when Ted turned in his cover for number four, he told me he's getting a lot busier with some other stuff, and he's refocusing on his, uh, his other comic art, so he's dropping out of doing covers, so number four is going to be his last cover, and Scott Larson, our poster scooter, will become the new regular main cover artist for Spider-Man Crawl Space. On Sweet. Going. And don't forget B-Dog with the colors. Well, uh,
3: Scooter colors his own covers. Oh, he does. Okay. He does. So B-Dog so, was doing Ted's?
4: Yeah, B-Dog was doing Ted's covers, and uh, Scooter's first cover, we just – the schedule slipped, and we didn't have time to uh, – B-Dog didn't have time to do both covers, so Scooter did it himself. And I didn't realize he's a very good colorist, too, so he's just been coloring his own covers for expediency. Yeah.
3: That's awesome. Well, uh, good luck to Ted, but uh, Scooter is a worthy successor. He, I love his variants.
4: So, yeah, he does a great job. They both done a great job. I mean, Ted yeah. was, Ted's was the only cover on number one. He got us launched and he got us launched in style. I mean, those were, that was a great iconic cover that he came up with, for the first one especially, and he's done a good job with the rest of them. His character design on the Faceless Man for the number three cover was exactly what I envisioned, so I yeah. appreciate all the work he's done and he's done a great job and I wish him the best of luck in everything else he's doing.
3: So if if anybody's listening to the podcast for the first time if you want to read this uh web comic it's called Spider-Man Crawlspace we post a link on the main page but of course as new news gets added it gets pushed down but you can always go to the uh the Crawlspace message board there's a link on the mo- front page and just look for Spider-Man colon Crawlspace web comic forum and you can read the uh the comic and the message board and uh Kevin's clearly marked uh the current issue etc so
4: it's and I like always the, put, uh, I always put very thorough recaps at the top of each issue, right. so it doesn't matter. You you know, it'd be nice if you read them all, but I understand you, the time commitment. If you want to start with issue number three, read the recap at the top, and you'll know everything you need to know going in.
3: Cool. Alright, uh, before we hit recommendations, I'm going to do a little thing I've never done before. This might be a continuing segment if, if everybody likes it. Uh, I'm going to call this This Month in Spider History. We're gonna go back to December 1978 and I want to thank, uh, Eric over at samruby.com for his excellent website. I'm using, I'm on it right now and he, what uh, they do over at that website, they list The month and the year, and at the very bottom of the covers, they show what else Spider-Man appeared in during that month. And it looks like back in 1978, in December, Amazing Spider-Man number 187 appeared. It was a story called The Power of Electro, and it was written by Marv Wolfman and artist Jim Starlin, who went on to uh, do cosmic stuff with Warlock, etc., had a great run on the Silver Surfer. And I'm, I'm amazed, I, I read the first, they do a little script of this issue, because I, I, I don't have the spider memory of Jr. so I, I had to refresh my memory a little bit on this. But it looks like Electro hadn't appeared in Amazing Spider-Man since uh, number 82, which was March of 1970. So it took eight years to get Electro back in Amazing Spider-Man. JR, do you remember this issue?
0: Yeah, I do. Uh, I was in uh, high school. I remember when I uh, when I got it, and uh, it was a uh, it was just strange little one shot. Uh, and I, I remember it mostly for the art because the art was very different. It was just a, a very dark kind of moody art. And uh, I remember uh, the uh, the 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 resolution at the end when uh, Electro pulls off this. Basically the story is Electro kid kidnapped his kid for ransom, but there's only one problem. The kid has the plague. And uh and uh, Captain America is in, in the story and uh and uh it's uh, it's just it's it's an interesting little interesting little one shot, but I do remember it, yes.
3: I, I barely remembered it and I'd forgotten and I'm reading it on the Sam Ruby website, a kid got bitten by a rat? Is that what happened? <laughs> yep. What the hell? <laughs> yeah. A child of a movie star named Robert Starr was bitten by a rat and had to be taken to a specialist in New York City. What the hell?
0: Wow. Wow. Sounds like a brand new day story. I, that's just
4: crazy. Yeah, actually. It, it makes right me there. appreciate this month's brand new day stories. No, <laughs> oh, it
0: you. wasn't. It wasn't that bad. I mean, it was. A, I, I thought it was a. Uh, I, I thought it was a. You know, Electro got his comeuppance so when he found out. You know, I mean, he kidnaps his kid. And he finds out the kid's carrying a deadly disease. Ha <laughs> ha. You know. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah. I kind of like that stuff. When the just, villain, when the villain, when the villain gets, you know, gets what he's got yeah. coming to him, and then Electro. Tries to burn burn the disease out of himself, you know, by hooking himself up to a generator and he causes the whole complex to blow up. So, uh, I mean, it, it wasn't, uh, you know, it wasn't, uh, war and peace or anything or, a, a classic story, but it was okay.
3: And I, I think it's crazy that Spy- Electro hasn't appeared in Amazing Spider Man since 1970. I mean, this is a Ditko villain. What took so damn long? Uh,
0: it's, well, it's, it's, you gotta remember that, uh, it, uh, that for the longest time we only had one Spider Man title. So uh now that he's got three and four all the time, I mean these villains keep showing up like clockwork. But uh yeah, back in the day when there was only one title, I mean I think Spectacular Spider Man, which we were also discussing, only had only been around for a couple of years. Yeah. Uh but Electro had appeared Electro had appeared in Marvel team up. Uh but uh you know, no, it wasn't it wasn't uh, unreasonable for villains to go years mm-hmm. without appearing. Uh, back in the day. And if you look on the cover of 187,
3: it has a little, uh, little flag underneath the M and, Sp- and Spider-Man it says Mar- Marvel's TV Sensation. This is <laughs> back in 1978 when they did the live action Spider-Man show on CBS along with, uh, The Incredible Hulk and Wonder Woman. CBS decided not to make Spider-Man an, an hour long series because they didn't want to be known as the Superhero Network. So Spider-Man got shafted. It's that damn Parker luck. He didn't get his own TV show. <laughs> but also, if we go back 30 years, also in the month of December, uh, Spider-Man appeared in Spectacular... It, it was called Peter Parker, the Spectacular Spider-Man, which is the longest title ever of any book, I think. But in December 1978, number 25 came out. Bill Matlow uh, was the writer of the story Carrion... My Wayward Son, which is probably a play off that uh, – oh, who sang Wayward Son, that song? Kansas.
4: Oh. Carry what? on my wayward son.
3: There you go. Thank you very much. <laughs>
4: <laughs> carry on my – okay,
3: I'm no more carry on oh, for gosh. me. Uh, artist Jim stick Mooney. With pussy. And stick with the pussycat dolls. <laughs> Don't stop in mid-sentence there.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I didn't stop. <laughs> oh, <dear. laughs>
3: Good lord, that was the best line all night. Um, appearance <laughs> of the carrion, the mass marauder, and the first appearance of the tri man. Who the hell is the tri man? T R I
0: dash JR, you're, I'm going again. I don't remember this one. It was just some robot that was created by the mass marauder. The Tri-Man is a very, uh, but what's interesting is he turns into a bomb droid in later issues. Um, (laughs) I think I turned into a bomb droid after a Taco Bell visit. Yeah, I'll tell you. This (laughs) this is actually the first part of a very good uh, six-part story. Okay. Uh, in fact uh, in fact uh, in a couple of issues Frank Miller actually does a couple of uh the uh, Peter Parker's uh before he became famous on Daredevil but uh, but this was the first issue this was the first time that Carrion appeared and he appears he appears genuinely spooky I mean in fact he almost looks like uh, Norman Osborn come back from the dead mm-hmm. which apparently was Bill Mantlo's first choice for Carrion's identity yeah. uh but, uh, but it's, it's a very, it's, it's the beginning of a very good story, uh, a very classic story. Spider-Man eventually loses sight and goes blind for a couple issues and has to rely on Daredevil to help him out. And, uh, and then once they finish the Mass Marauder subplot, then they go into the Carrion story. And that's when it's revealed that it's the clone, uh, the 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 desiccated clone of uh, Professor Matt Warren. So uh, this was the, um, you know, this was just part one of that story. Uh, but it but it, it was it was a pretty good story. I've got it on my top ten actually of all time. Oh, so. oh, this story leading up to the, the yeah. Frank Miller. one? the whole the whole story arc I, I've got is one Sweet. of my
3: top one of my favorite. Very yeah. nice. And he also appeared in a third issue this month uh Marvel Team Up number 76 December 1978 uh the, looks like there's two chapters of it uh written by Chris Claremont and artist Howard Chakin both currently working at Marvel the cover is by John Byrne and it looks like uh not working at Marvel <laughs> not working at Marvel uh Spider-Man's teaming up with Doctor Strange and we've got uh guest stars including Clee, Ms. Marvel, and Wong. You are Wong. Also, the villains, Silver Dagger, and Marie Lavou Um, I just like saying that. I think she's French.
4: You just I, uh, I, pronounced at least two of those names very well, bro.
3: Why? Thank you. I didn't. Want, <laughs> I didn't want to be Wong. Um, <laughs> so sorry. Um, and
0: Jr. We talked earlier. You don't remember this one, and I don't remember this one. No, because I was not buying Marvel team-up at the time. I had stopped, I, I got it in my back issue, I found it in the back issue bin actually in the last couple of years I've gone back and uh, picked up some old Marvel team-ups, but uh, I don't remember this one, uh, so um, no, I draw, I draw a complete blank on it. Oh man. Well, that was all that Spider-Man appeared in,
3: in uh, 30 years ago, and this has been the Spider month in history. You guys like the segment? I, I kind of like it. Yeah. I think you need to have theme music.
2: Be like, this month in
3: spider history. <laughs> I'm good. Uh,
2: <laughs> oh, that would be hilarious. Come on. Uh,
3: I would, I'll, I'll
2: record it for you out of that. Okay. Do what you got. And do the echoing. As
3: long as we have the pussy uh, ca- cat oh dolls <laughs> in, the, in the theme song. All right. Uh, recommendations time. Let's wrap this mother up with a big bow and put it under a tree. <laughs> Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin, what do you recommend this month, my friend?
4: Well, for uh, those of you that order from Mail Order Comics, this, uh, I'm making a recommendation on a comic coming out in February, so you can put it in this month's order or you can just go buy it in February. Uh, the winner of Shadow Line's Create a Superheroine contest for writers that I actually entered last year and lost it is coming out. It's a three-part miniseries called Incredible Journey coming out in February. And just from reading the slits for it, I don't feel bitter about losing this contest at all because Mr. Tom Arguello kicked my ass. It's uh, The conceit is it's about this girl who wants to be a superhero and she finds this amulet that lets her have superpowers, a different superpower each time but then she finds out that what it's doing is stealing powers from the other superheroes of the world and they're st- they're stolen permanently. She gets to use them once and the superhero is permanently depowered. And so it's kind of a conflict if she really wants to do this, she thinks she can do some good but she's stealing other heroes' powers. And I read the solicit for the March issue number 2 and there's a plot with a apparently there was there's some sort of Counterbalance to this. There's a sort of demon or something that comes out of it, too, that she has to stop, and there's also somebody that's supposed to be a protector of it warning her and trying to stop her. Uh, It sounds like a really interesting plot. It's only three issues, and if you pick this one up, basically you're sending a message to the industry that we do want you to bring in new writers. Something like this is worth it. This contest was to bring in a new writer. It was the first of its kind. And if the book does well, that sends a message. And I'd really like it to send that message because I'm somebody that wants to break in. So to me, buying this book, not only is it a good story, but you're helping all of us struggling, aspiring comic book writers that want to break into the industry by telling them it's a good idea. Uh, And the, the art is fantastic. They were going to have a different artist on it, but he dropped out. So the editor in chief of Shadow Line, who is a veteran in the industry, Jim Valentino, stepped in to do the art himself, and it looks fantastic from the covers. So nice. I'd highly recommend you pick that book up.
3: Love Valentino. He did – I read Star – was it Starhawk? No, it wasn't Darkhawk. It was Starhawk from Image, and he also did uh, Guardians of the Galaxy back in the 90s. So, yeah. Yeah, good stuff. Yeah,
4: just looking at the cover for the first one, he's doing a fantastic job, and he's – being inked by Jimmy Robinson who does Shadowline's Bomb Queen and looks like his inks are doing great. Oh, and okay. the cover for the second name one... that more
3: Shit Along the Bomb Screen?
4: What? What bomb What did you say? Shadowline's oh, Bomb...
3: Oh, Shadowline. Good lord, wow. I thought you said shit along the bomb screen. I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I just totally screwed up What they What? <laughs> 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 All, right. Boy? All right. That that person screaming into the microphone is good. What do you recommend this month? <laughs>
2: uh-huh. I definitely would recommend you know what the the rest of the season was mediocre, but I gotta say the season, the, the the 2008 finale of the Heroes, you can go watch it on NBC.com or now you can actually download it on iTunes. I definitely recommend watching just that episode. Uh, I mean, that, that was a really good episode. Siler was genuinely evil and, and, and fantastically fantastic. Um, and basically it basically was like, okay, we're hitting the big reset button, but in a good way because some of the stuff that they had pulled out of their butts were kind of bleh. But um I definitely recommend that. And you know what? If you want to go watch the whole season of Heroes, it's uh, available on NBC.com as well, as well as iTunes. NBC's free, so I'm trying to help those posts starving college students like myself you know save some money um also want to recommend uh watching the uh, game tonight and maybe just maybe you might see me on tv uh, I'm, uh I'm, we're going to be on the sixth row on the 50 uh 45 yard line on the cowboys bedside so we're we've got great seats uh they only took a, an adventure and a half to get them but we're we're very excited and, and, uh, definitely, uh, definitely check us out. It's going you know, on NFL Network, so if you have Dish or Direct TV, you can watch it. If you have cable, well, you're pretty much screwed. So, anyway, check us out there and maybe you can see me on TV. If, if, if we do, if I do, I have my buddy recorded, if we do happen to get on TV, we'll, I'll post it on the website, so.
3: It's now time for the classical book edition. Uh Stella, what do you? Re- I mean, Spider Girl, what do you recommend? Jane Eyre.
1: Oh gosh, no, I, <laughs> Anything no, by Edgar Allan Poe. <laughs> oh dear. In in the spirit of recommending, or I mean, starting new traditions, I decided to start the Spider Girl slash Stella Recommends Literature segment. So, okay. this month I would like to recommend On the Road by Jack Kerouac. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a true story. He actually hitchhiked. Uh, Across America in the 50s, and it's kind of the start of the Beatnik generation. He, there's all these interesting characters. He really goes into jazz. There's, you know, there's sex, there's drugs. It's it's very interesting though to understand what was going on at that period, and kind of get into the underground. Um, era of the 50s, so I recommend that. And they just came out the the 50th anniversary of it because it was pretty controversial when it came out, and a lot was edited out, but it was still pretty racy. So I'm pretty interested to actually reread it and see what they actually put in because the 50th anniversary is actually um, the director's edition, hmm. and. My second recommendation, not literature, would be just to get outside and be active. Um, What's that? I actually, <laughs> <laughs> I refuse. I refuse. Oh my <laughs> gosh. <laughs> <laughs> I snowboard, so I think I would, you know, just try snowboarding or skiing. It's really fun. Just do something that really caters to the winter or the summer, if you're in some place like Australia. Cool. But those are my two recommendations. Cool. So
3: you you run and you snowboard. And you read classic literature.
1: Uh, that and I do. race lawnmowers. Wow. I do that as well.
3: <laughs> she races lawnmowers. I didn't hear about this. You missed Wait, that. was, that was, the was my of the show, intro. Dude.
1: Apparently, you did not listen to my introduction. Oh, I was you multitasking. Commented on it, Brad.
3: I did. I'm drunk. Yeah, I don't know.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you must be drunk.
3: Oh, the too <laughs> much do. <fun. laughs> oh, Anyway, let's go to Jr. What do you recommend, sir?
0: Well, I've got a non comic recommendation uh, this month. Um, I have been uh, catching up uh, on uh, some TV shows, and uh, I- I've discovered on the USA Network, I've discovered House with Hugh Laurie. Mm-hmm. Uh, my daughter and uh, mother had. Uh, mother. Mother. My <laughs> daughter and wife had been, uh, had been watching it. And, yeah. uh, I finally sat down and watched a couple episodes myself. And I, that's a really great show with a really great character. Mm-hmm. I mean, Hugh Laurie, uh, plays this, uh, just totally dirk of a brilliant doctor. I mean, he's just, uh, he's, he's uh, totally unlikable. But you can't help but like him almost. Uh, and he's, all, he's got a bunch of great one-liners. And he just drives the people around him crazy. Uh, not only with his brilliance, but with his sarcasm and, uh, his cynicism and uh his moodiness and uh it's just it's just a great show and i've really enjoyed uh you know i've really enjoyed these uh, marathons that usa runs they run it run it about 2 or 3 hours a night and uh it's been i think it's been a really good find i really enjoy that show so i encourage anybody the medical a lot of the medical technobabble gets old it's almost like it's almost as bad as star trek next generation technobabble <laughs> uh so if you can uh you know if you can uh um, you know, overlook some of that stuff uh, and uh, enjoy the characters, uh, I think you'll be in for a treat. Uh,
3: my recommendations, I've got four of them and one non-recommendation. I'll start off with the non-recommendation, Punisher Warzone. <laughs> <laughs> I, t- I took my I wife, I-, I know you guys warned me, but damn it, I'm a Marvel zombie. And I thought, you know, it's got Marvel in it, I gotta love it. And I slept on the couch for three days because my wife, I took my wife. No, I didn't sleep on the couch, but man, I sure was threatened. Man, I, <laughs> I, I owe, owe her an opera or some kind of stuff. I don't know. I, I, I have. A chick to, flick. I, I can take chick flicks. I love the notebook, but I, I think I owe her something bigger than the chick flick. Uh, this is by far one of the worst movies I've ever seen in the theater of all time. <laughs> of and all I, time. of and all time. And you've been around of, for a long time. Uh, 33 years, you young fart. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> but uh I, I don't know what the hell went wrong. Um I think they had a budget of $1.98 <gasps> and um <laughs> granted uh what's his name Ray Stevenson looks like the Punisher um, but uh he just can't he, he had nothing absolutely nothing to work with. I mean he didn't talk for the first 20 minutes of the movie. You have a person that looks like a a joker, a poor man's joker, uh, of, of uh, Jigsaw, who, with the uh, Italian actor that overacts every scene he's in. You have his brother, which I don't even remember Jigsaw having a brother. I think that was made for the movies, and uh, he he loves to eat kidneys. Uh, yeah, you have a, a brother that's insane that is like a Hannibal Lecter wannabe. And I, I just horrible. There is no writing. You have Newman from Seinfeld this Microchip, who just is in it for all of maybe ten fifteen minutes. And I I, I have to say that the the uh, Thomas Jane version of the Punisher was freaking Citizen Kane compared to this. And I don't think you'll see a Punisher movie for a good decade or two. I think you have more likelihood of a Punisher TV show on HBO. Then you do have the Punisher ever, ever appearing on the, on the big screen one more time because he, it's eight, made $8 million in two weeks, which is horrible. Yeah.
4: I read that the, uh, last Marvel movie to make as little money on its opening day as this one was the first Blade movie in 1998, which was. You know, a character that most people didn't know was a comic book character. It was before the boom of comic book movies, and it was so close to the taint of Batman and Robin on comic book movies yeah. that uh, it was – that's pretty impressive. <laughs>
3: I i liked Batman and Robin more than this, and that's saying some shit because th- uh, uh, Batman and Robin had a budget, and Alicia Silverstone. <laughs> that was it. <laughs> and anyway. yeah, that one
4: actually did have some good actors in it. It just didn't George Clooney – uh, I just but I didn't, it had John. Well, Kennedy. George Clooney
2: could have been a great Batman. He just would suffered He suffered just like this movie from a batch script. Yeah. Uh, just
1: an yeah.
3: F minus on Punisher Warzone. Zone. Uh, if you're a married, you if you're married time? out there, don't take your wives, fellows, because man, that, you're going to have to pay back with an opera or something. I don't know. Uh, here's my four recommendations for the month. Seeing as it's Christmas time, uh, if you want, if you have a local Hallmark store. Head out there. They always have nice ornaments for your Christmas tree. They have the, this year's Spider-Man ornament out. They also have one that I think JR will like, um, in the form of a Star Trek communicator. Uh, you, you flip it open and it makes the little chit 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 the, uh, whatever the sound <laughs> is. And you hit the little button and you hear sound effects of William Shatner saying, Scotty beat me up. And it has like, probably about five or six different sayings of the Star Trek communicator. Exact replica only, just a little bit smaller and you can hang it on your tree. Also, they have a cool Pac-Man ornament in the shape of a Pac-Man arcade stand-up game. And you hit the little button and it makes the exact same sound of the... (laughs) How'd you like that? Did I sound like the guy from Police Academy? Okay. Anyway, (laughs) Pac-Man ornament, uh, Star Trek communicator, Spider-Man ornament, all can be found at your local Hallmark store. And I think you can find them online at hallmark.com. Also, if you need a stocking stuffer for your little one or the Spider-Man fan in your life, uh, Marvel has put out the latest in the Superhero Squad figures. They're uh, little bitty figures that uh, look great on your desk at work or your office or whatever. And little kids like to play with them, too. They, I just picked up the Spider-Man Electro 2-pack and the Spider-Man Century 2-pack, and they look really good.
4: Also, uh, do put up on your desk in public display if you're already married like Brad, because they send that message that says, don't ever sleep with me.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Evidently, more had some bad experiences in the bank. Uh, (laughs) me too. uh, And Spidey Dude did too. The other recommendation is a, a hardcover book. It seems around Christmas time they always release these Marvel hardcover books, and I'm a sucker for them. Uh, I, I, uh, thumbed through this as JR likes to call, I burn steeled it. I put it on my wish list for Christmas, hopefully I get this, but it's called The Marvel Chronicle. It's written by Tom DeFalco, Peter Sanderson, and, uh, Tom Brevoort were the authors on this book, and it's a year-by-year history. It's a coffee table book, year by year, year by year history of Marvel, going back all the way to the 30s, I think, up until the modern times. It's got some great looking pictures in it. What's neat is it comes in a little case, and you pull the book out of the case, and the book is shaped as, like an M, which is kind of weird. But it, it, Yeah, it, it's
2: really, it's really, I've seen this, Brad, and it's a yeah. really, really neat little thing, and it starts from yeah. 38, right. with the original Marvel Comics, mm-hmm. up through 2008.
3: Yeah, it's just a neat book. I'm looking at it on Amazon. It's $31. Uh well recommended. I'm looking forward to reading through it. It it seems like as I said earlier, every year Marvel comes out with a hardcover book. Last year we interviewed uh the author of the Spider-Man Icon book, which is probably still out on the shelves if you'd like to pick up that up. It's a great book and also the Marvel Vault was a hardcover book that came out and had uh, replicas of Marvel history throughout the years. So any of those would be good Christmas items. And my last one I recommend is something that I have on my desk at work and people know I don't get laid, so uh
0: <laughs> I'm just kidding. Oh, well, well, you're married. I mean yeah, that Just
3: exactly. <laughs> <laughs> going along with Kevin's theme. Uh it's called the the Marvel Day by Day Calendar. Uh every day you have a Marvel image that you can uh tear off and see. It's got a little bit of history with it and uh I'd last year I, all year this year i've been off because i couldn't find my marvel day by day calendar and i had my simpsons day by day calendar it just wasn't the same i'm not i like the simpsons but i like to see a marvel comic image every day on my desk so that's my recommendations guys any other final thoughts on this christmas episode before we as i said earlier put a bow on it and put it under the tree
2: be careful everybody be safe don't get stuck yes. in snow don't eat yellow snow, and uh, we may have you may have a website up before uh, before the holiday season's up. Which, which one's that? <laughs> <laughs> I've you know, to get a little tease there, Brad. Com, Come I've been
3: teasing for a year.
2: <laughs> I'm giving. Well, sh- let's just say 2009 will be a lot better than 2008. So uh, happy 2009 to everybody. Things that we're going to be in 2009. Yes. Uh, don't, get, don't get too intoxicated on New Year's Eve, and uh, don't, make, don't drink and drive, and don't eat yellow snow.
3: Uh, you, so. Not only is it a podcast, it's a health segment.
1: Uh, <laughs> I told people to get outdoors, Heck yes.
3: There you go. JR, any advice for the new year?
0: <laughs> oh, uh, no.
3: <laughs> and Kevin, any advice? You can't stop yellow snow recommendations.
4: Read Spider-Man Crawl Space.
3: There you go. Okay gang, we're going to wrap up the show right about there. We have another hour show before we enter 2009. And on the next one we'll tackle all the message board questions. And you probably heard me mention it in the show previously, but we've got a great show for you in January. We're going to honor Sal Buscema's 40 years of work at Marvel Comics. Sal will be our guest and we're bringing along some of his friends. So far we have confirmed Tom DeFalco, Ron Friends, JMD Mateus, Roy Thomas, Danny Fingeroth, And oh yeah, Stan Lee. (laughs) We'll open up the phone lines for live callers for Sal. Now we're working on a date to coordinate all those folks. But in the meantime, if you'd like to call in, all you have to do is download the program Skype It's free. It's at Skype.com, S-K-Y-P-E.com, and then add my handle. It's Webhead Spidey in your contacts. It's all one word, Webhead Spidey. And I'll announce a date and time when you can call in and talk to Sal. And before we go, we need to thank MailOrderComics.com for sponsoring this show year after year. They're still accepting December orders and they have Amazing Spider-Man 586 for 38% off the cover price. That cover price is $2.99. Mail order has it for $1.85. So check them out at mailordercomics.com and tell them the crawlspace sent you. We'll be back for our second show of December in just a few days. I'm Brad Douglas, your host and webmaster of the spider